All right, what's up, everybody? This is your host, Guy DeMarco, and you are listening to another GD podcast. So I wanted to touch off with uh, thank you guys for listening thus far. Um, I don't know who actually likes to see me ramble on about this stuff, but I enjoy the listeners that I do have, and I do appreciate you guys. So um, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for sharing. Thanks for liking. Thanks for telling your friends about us. So with that, greatly appreciated. Once again, give me your feedback. Tell me what you like. Tell me what you don't like. Um, what you've enjoyed thus far throughout our time recording podcasts together. Uh, today's episode is going to cover the weekend that I just had in uh, Swainsboro, Georgia, out there at Cool Acres Sporting Club. Um had a really good time. I shot both the center fire match on Saturday and the rim fire match on Sunday and then drove back Sunday afternoon. So had a really good time shooting and we're going to cover a little bit about what happened with that. So um, I ended up driving out to um, Nashville, Georgia on Friday, met up with Chip and Andrew at Winning Gunworks and was able to do a shop tour of the facility, the reloading room, some of the equipment that they use. Um, Super cool, super interesting to be able to walk through that facility and see some of the stuff. Got to meet John Whitten, um, multinational time ranked um, shooter for like silhouettes and stuff like that. And got to see the facility and meet him. Pretty cool. Got to see his targets that are like up on the wall and stuff like that. So um, really cool to, to just be able to see that. From there, we went over and ate dinner and then took care of the donkeys and horses or donkeys and dogs and everything else like that. BS'd about shooting for a couple hours. Went to bed, got up at 3.15, drove the last two hours out to Swainsboro, got there for the RO brief, and then went on with the day shooting. So Brandon Hemery is the match director, and I actually got to interview him afterwards. So I'm going to splice that in to this recording here in a little while just to give you some more insight about Cool Acres and what they're doing down there. Um, what I will say first off is these matchbooks. So full disclosure, Brandon Hemery stole this from the guys over at Twisted Barrel in Arkansas. And uh, I love it. It's a smaller matchbook. It's about, it's smaller than a three by five card. It's probably three by four, three by four and a half. A little bit smaller, but it folds up and all the info for the entire match is in there. Um, Front cover is just like, you can put your name on it, your squad. It says the regional match at Cool Acres, June 18th, got some logos on it and the address. Um, open it up to that first page and it's got all the stages and your scores, match regulations um, total points for the sta- uh, for the match um, and then it goes into stage one and then it gives you all the information, gives you a place to write down your score and then on the bottom side it tells you um, or it's got a, sp- a place for you to write notes so you could literally like flip this thing over and then write your dope on it and stick it in your arm board. So pretty cool, really like it. Um, so that was uh, first time I've actually got to 
get one of these in a match. I've seen it at the last match when they were looking at doing it. Um, and I'm glad they were able to, to create these and put these together because these are super dope. Um, look forward to maybe the rest of the uh, rest of the matches going to this. Um, yeah, it's hard to get all of the sponsors' information on here, but um, for what it is, it's super super cool little book. So enough about the matchbooks. Um, maybe I'll take some pictures and post them on uh, on my social media. But and. Uh, that covers that so starting off um i was the ro for squad nine um i had most of the wooden boys in there so ryan matt matt's brother michael uh chip a couple other solid shooters um myself all in there having a good time everybody helping everybody out we shot the match pretty quick there was a couple other people that were a little bit slower but we were turning and burning because it was super, super hot out on Saturday. So we made sure that we were using the time effectively. All stages were pretty much 10 rounds with exception of the PRS bear or the PRS skill stage, which was one, two, three, three, two, one, pretty simple. And everything was 90 seconds. So kind of go over some of the stages. Uh, number one was rooftop, 10 rounds, all gear in hand. You're going to engage the Ipsix, uh, targets near to far, right to left with one round in each. Once you hit the fifth target is engaged, the shooter will shoot the targets from far to near with one round each. And the distances weren't that far off. It went from 598 to 628, so not very far uh, change at all. So I think... Um, what I ended up doing, it was like 2.4 or something like that for my dope. Uh, started at like 2.4 and went to like 2.6 or 2.8. And I just dialed right there in the center, like a 2.5, and sent everything. Um, I ended up getting a 9 on this stage. I dropped 1. I missed right uh, wobble. I decided, because it was a rooftop, put my medium up on the thing, rested my rifle there, and got my Armageddon fat-ass bag in the rear and kind of did like a crouched uh, technique behind the rifle and every time I pulled the trigger and went to run the bolt um, I lost a little bit of rear stability on that um, not super upset about it I still got a nine um, but I would have liked to get that one point back I could have had a clean run there um, good time though good time um, get to the chopper Another 10-round stage with all gear in hand. Shooter will engage the kite targets from big to small. Hit or miss one position with one shot. Shooter will transition to the second position and engage the kite targets again, large to small, with one round hit or miss. 455. So these were kite targets. So they weren't... They were bigger in the center than they were at any other point, but they were longer than they were wide so it was kind of like a diamond but not a diamond um just a little bit different target had fun on this one um got all 10 rounds um that small kite turns out it was a four inch at 455 so right at one and a half moa so super solid there um felt stable i was a little worried about the helicopter because i haven't had good luck at the helicopter in the past but i was able to uh I was able to knock it out and get it done. Um, 
and then we had stage three roadkill drive-by they got a new sedan and they put it up on a dirt berm that they had just built and um, it was coyotes at 538 yards um, 10 round stage with all gear in hand uh, shooter is going to take a position on the trunk and engage targets left to right with one round hit or miss then transition to the hood and engage targets uh, left to right with one round um, I missed off the right on the third target um, and then target 10 there was no call so Ty went to the runner this was getting towards uh, the end of our time or end of our stages so I saw Trace go directly into the target and I think what it happened is I hit that target a little high and center so it didn't give a lot of rock to the to the target and it's not like I missed off left or right because there was no dirt or anything else like that so um, I called an impact somebody else called an impact but the main RO that was doing it I don't remember who it was didn't see anything so Ty goes to runner so I got a nine on that one would have been happy with an eight um, uh, the miss that I did have kicked up a lot of dirt on target three so like you saw my miss um, and all these targets were on the same berm so it's not like you're like oh well that one like went somewhere else it didn't go anywhere else it was gone into the same berm um, stage four was the PRS skill stage um, approach the bench six shots uh, D1, D2, D3 they were squares right to left left to right 12 inch squares at 400 i did it in 31.14 which was actually slower than the last time that i did it um i was having a couple mag issues that day so i wanted to make sure that like i didn't have a mag issue and like really screw it up so i kind of took it a little bit slower but got all my hits did it in 31 which i mean wasn't great but it was i think the second fastest in production so it is what it is um, we had an Oki troop line. Now this stage is pretty much the exact same as it was um, last month. Um, 90 seconds, 10 rounds, all gear in hand, designated start position, go to bench five and engage F1 through five with two rounds, hit or miss. 605 all the way to 1,012. Um, so this one I got a six on and the wind was gusting like, really good um so i actually wrote it down i started at point two left got a miss went to point one got a miss went to target two started with a point two left miss straight up hit straight up hit target three two point right hit point one because i saw the plate rock miss uh no excuse me uh straight up hit on target three point two right hit move to target four point one and miss point two hit target five point four right hit hit so it was it was crazy like the person behind that went like two shooters in front of me was holding 1.3 to get the hit at the the back target and we're shooting very similar calibers and speeds so wind was doing some crazy things out there 
but it is uh, it is what it is. So got a six on that one. Would have liked to do better, but hell, I was having a pretty solid day anyways. Um, crosses. I believe this is where we started the day. Um, no, this isn't where we started. Um, I think we started on the pipes maybe or the poles. Um, 90 seconds, 10 rounds, crosses, berm 12th, all gear in hand. Move to the bench, engage large to small with two rounds, hit or miss, 471. Um, target five, I had a bad pull. Um, it looked left. Um, now, crosses, they, they are basically a giant metal cross or plus sign. Um, so the best bet is if you got, if you know your elevation is solid, um, you can go ahead and you can shoot for the center of that target and hopefully you hit it because that's where the largest amount of mass is going to be both vertical and horizontal um in one location on the target if you're having elevation issues uh or whatnot like it it gets trickier if you're having wind issues but your elevation's good you you got more room to play with but on that tiny target it's it's a tiny it's a tiny target i think that's sub moa for 471 um Target five uh, or engagement five just had a bad pull. Sent one off the side. Everything else was pretty good. Um, the uh, the reason why it looked left is because it was actually more of a defilade shot. If you had your bipod higher, you probably could have seen it better. But I I like to be lower on the bench. Um, it's just the way my bag works a little bit better. So I have my skypod on the second notch and then far out leg. So um, it works, but I wasn't able to exactly see that target, so I was kind of aiming at the center, um, or at least putting my crosshairs where the center would be, but I was actually like aiming at some grass. Um, so, yep, got a nine on that one as well. So, um, it, it, it was what it was. Um, TYL, PRS Barricade. I ended up getting an eight on this one. This is the same stage as last month as well. All gear in hand from the edge of the concrete, take up two different positions on the PRS barricade and engage a 600 TYL rack from left to right with one round each, hit or miss. Um, shooter will then move to the next position and re-engage in the same order. So these are f um, five targets at 604 yards. Um, I missed my last two shots, so I started going from left to right on the barricade. So I went to the bottom left port or bottom left left position, engaged one, two, three, four, five, got all my hits, and then moved over to the left side or to the right side, one, two, three, um, straight up miss. Probably should have held a point one, and then uh, thought it was a bad trigger pull on my part. So I went uh, straight up on. Uh, the 10th shot, which is a pretty, pretty small. It's a, like a four inch square out there and, um, probably should have used a 0.1 right and probably would have picked up the hit, but, um, same as last month. So, or two months ago or whatever, but it was really, it was a really good stage. Um, I really liked it. Um, and here's where my day went to shit. So we started on stage nine. So we ended on stage 10, the cross ties, um, cross ties with all gear in hand shooter will engage two targets large or small one shot each five different positions 591 um 
garbage, uh, to be 100% honest with you. Um, just garbage. Um, some notes that I wrote down was measure first, then move. And they, ju- I just listened to a podcast about this, about whether you like measure the target before you move positions or move positions and then measure. Um, I was moving to the next position and then measuring, and I think it was throwing me off. Um, uh, learn the side. Um, and what I meant by that was like, I got a one on this stage and it super frustrated me. Um, last stage of the day was doing really good, was in a position to, um, come in second production at this point. I didn't know it, but, um, I also wrote down here WTF, but basically my first hold was, I, I literally watched the shooter before me and it was blowing left it was blowing right to left um, based on Mirage. So I gave it 0.2 left and then nothing. And then I got a, I held a 0.4 and randomly got a hit on this smaller Ipsic target and then went 0.4 on the large target and then nothing, nothing, straight up, nothing, time. I got one, two, three, four, five. I got five shots off because I was like measuring and confused and everything like that. And what they the feedback i got afterwards was everything that i did was off the left so i was seeing splash and dirt impact on the right side of the target lo and behold to me that berm is like 40 yards behind the target so my bullet is going off left and continue to travel down range and then um missing off left and then splashing down what looks to be low right or just right and that's where I'm seeing my impact so I keep trying to shift my point of impact farther left which is sending my bullet farther and farther left Um, so it turns out it was not a right to left wind it was a left to right wind um or wait, how am I saying this? Wind, it, like wind and where I'm holding on the reticle always screws me up because I'm dyslexic and I screw everything up. So the wind was blowing this way. The wind was right to left. And I thought it was left to right or vice versa, whichever way it was. I was missing off the left and I was seeing my impacts land right and I couldn't I couldn't get it so I ended up getting a one on that stage last stage of the day um, nobody said anything to me on the squad um, as they should not have um, but it's super frustrating to to sit there and and mine as well a fucking goose egg the last damn the last damn stage of the day um, and just completely throw it out um, I did add up the score. So my average on the day, what, is like a 7 or an 8? If I would have gotten an 8, I would have been in the top 20. Um, Instead, I I dropped into freaking uh, 36th place. But moving on, smoking poles. This stage I did not do good on last month. Um, 10 rounds, 90 seconds, all gear in hand. Uh, 
engage two targets, large, small, one shot each, five different positions, 630 yards. Uh, I missed off right from what I saw and then um, ran through the rest of it and got a nine. So first stage of the day, uh, we started on nine and rotated through, ended on eight, and then was able to uh, pick up a nine on this stage, which I was really happy with considering the last month I did terrible. Um, and then we'll go to Old Blue, ten, stage 10. Uh, this was the uh, truck. If anybody's been to Cool Acres, it's the, the truck on the very right side of the range as you're looking down range. All gear in hand, designated start position, buzzer moved position on the truck cab roof and engage target Z1 to Z5, near to far, two rounds each, hit or miss. Um, goes from 374 to 893. And uh, I missed two low and two timed out. So I took a total of eight shots and missed two of them. So I ended up with a six. Now, um, six uh, target three is one of the ones that I missed. And it was uh, 694 and then 780, 794 and then 893. So um, I don't know why, but at 630, my dope was good. But going further out, my dope started to fall off. And I was like, oh, that's weird. So I looked at my Kestrel, and lo and behold, I had still had my 6GT loaded in from the Altus match two weeks prior. So I really screwed myself up. I didn't prep my gear the way that I needed to and ended up botching that stage. Um, probably could have gotten a seven or an eight, possibly a nine if I wasn't sitting there trying to measure and do everything like that. But it is what it is. So I kind of screwed the pooch on that one. Um, all in all, good match. Um, Congratulations to Jody, who won um, top production. He is a right-handed shooter shooting a left-handed bolt gun with his left eye, even though he's right eye dominant. He's had a bunch of surgeries on his eye. It's all jacked up. So he picked up a Masterpiece Arms PMR Pro 2 and decided to run that for this for this match and just crushed it. So congrats, um, Jody, on taking top production in your first production uh debut congrats to mike keenan for uh crushing it on your birthday and winning the whole match congrats to koi sour sawyer i'm not sure how you pronounce your last name but beat me in mill once again this is the second match in a row where he has kicked my butt by one point so um ended up with a 73 on the day and he got a 74 and I think he shot the skills stage a little bit faster than me so congrats dude um, I don't think I've ever met you but congrats on the on the top mill well earned um, Laura Hand um, won top young gun and top lady and there was some uh, some ladies there that know what they're doing so she she crushed it and did really well and then um no surprise she won top lady and top young gun at the rimfire match the next day 
Um, so congrats, everybody. I don't have the, the sheet in front of me to kind of run down who everybody was and where did everybody finish. Uh, Al Olivier from the match director for the Altus matches did come in fifth. I do know that. So congrats, Al. Um, shout out to the home, the home crew. Um, so that ends the day for the center fire stuff. Um, was able to do that interview with Brandon, which I'm going to throw on the end of this, this recording, but, um, was able to link up with Chase and Leanna Lamb and got to hang out at his parents' farmhouse, um, stay the night there, ate, ate dinner, hung out, shot 22s in the field, um, spotlighted some deer, uh, eating peanuts in the field. Um, we just wanted to, we forgot his binos out there, so we wanted to go pick them up, um, put them in the truck so we didn't forget them, and they had a flash, tiny little flashlight, so I snuck over to my car, got my moonbeam, was able to see all these deer, uh, all the eyes at least, and there was probably 15 of them out in the field just hanging out, so that was pretty cool. Um, got up the next morning, nice and cool out, a little bit of a breeze, it was super nice, drove out to the range. Um, did the RO brief, was able to hit up uh, Chrono real quick, and then rock and roll. So it was pretty cool. So a lot of the stages were the same. Um, I will give it up um, to the flexibility and the um, the adaptability of the crew there at Cool Acres. Um, Eric and Jill and their son Ben really put on a bang-up job of a match they were more than more than like hospitable to everybody that was there but also like uh rolling with the punches so they i don't know where they get their rimfire targets from or anything else like that but like the hooks that they were on like everything was like popping off we had a bunch of target malfunctions on the rimfire stuff um, one of the targets was pretty close. In fact, 100 yards for this triple uh, triple circles on a rack. Um, that target went down like four times with shooters. So they just threw the whole stage out instead of like having to sit there and fight with it and, and take more time up. They just decided to roll with it, which was awesome. So good on them. Uh, thoroughly enjoyed it. And then let's see. Um, pretty easy we, we redid the car stage um from the center fire match it was uh two targets big to small at 150 and then two targets uh big to small at 200 um total of eight shots fire your four rounds transition to the hood fire four rounds um i got a four on that one it was uh that was our last stage of the day mirage winded picked up so I was happy. I was happy with that, seeing how everybody else was getting like twos and uh, and threes and such. Um, the ladder uh, back against the table on engage, five different positions must alternate high to low on the ladder rungs. Cannot repeat a position, and you cannot use the two benches as support in any way. So you can't lean on them. You can't like go rear support on them or anything else like that. Um, it was a near target at 80 and a far target at 140. I ended up pulling out an 8 on that, so I was pretty happy with it. Uh, stage 4, the bench was a target, a circle target at 179. And basically, you just go modified prone on the table, 
and sent 10 rounds at it. Um, really switchy wins out there at that berm. Ended up pulling out an 8. Um, Snake Charmer target, they had one. It was on an extremely long stem, so it was weird. But um, I only got a 4 on it. It was, it was pretty tough. Um, it was pretty tough. It was moving a lot. Like It was hard to trap it. It's 90 seconds, so it's a shorter, shorter par time. Um, so I was kind of rushed. I don't know why. Had plenty of time at the end, but got a four. Not not bad. Um, and then we had the big small ipsic. We had a large ipsic and a small diamond at 299 yards. Um, I needed 13.75, so 13.8 mils of elevation on this one. And you basically take a mod prone on the bench and one at the big, one at the small, one at the big, one at the small for all 10 rounds, one position. Got a four on this one as well. This one was like super tough. I got the high score in my squad with a four. There was one person that got a seven, but the majority of the scores that I looked at were like um, ones, twos, and zeros. So uh, felt real strong with a four. Um, then we had a a troop line going from 50 to 150. Um, got a nine on that one. Uh, saw the pickup in the wind and was holding 0.1 and needed 0.2 uh, to impact on that round. Um, so I missed my 10th shot. The wind picked up a little bit. Um, yeah, just just a bummer. PRS skill stage. This was the PRS, the normal PRS skill stage with the barrier and the 400 yard. However, um, it's a circle at 60 yards, same style. So two shots from four positions for eight rounds. I got a six. I missed two shots on this, and I did it in like 45 seconds. It was terrible. Um, I was kind of embarrassed at how bad I did on that. But um, I wouldn't say that I give it up, but like I just wasn't in the right headspace for this whole match. So... I don't know. I don't know what was going on. I just wasn't. I wasn't feeling it, or you know, I was a little bit late to getting chrono and data and zeroing and make sure and everything was good. So like, I just felt rushed, and I was just like, screw it. I'm just here to have fun, and shoot with my friends. So that's the approach that I took for it, and it, I mean, it paid off. I got top, uh, top ten. Um, tires. This was a circle at 121. This was in the tree line, so it was kind of wooded. So some of the wind was blocked, some of it wasn't. Um, Really easy to spot your misses. Uh, got an 8 out of 10 on this one. And then the last stage was the same as Old Blue from the day prior, um, but different targets. It was at 48 yards. It was a single diamond and then a TYL rack. Um, I did clean this stage. I got a 10 on it. Um, the first target, 50 yards. It's like a 3x5 diamond. Super easy to hit that thing. So just... Boom, boom, first two shots, and then it's a one, two, quarter inch KYL. Um, took my time getting my hits. Um, seeing how it's at 50, it spun a lot, so you had to wait for it to calm back down. I wasn't going to try and time shots or anything else like that. Um, on the quarter inch target, I ended up giving it a tenth um, and shook it. It moved, so I got the point, and then I ended up giving it two tenths on my final shot and um, was able to uh, make that thing spin pretty solid. So... I mean, good to go. It was a good rimfire match. I haven't shot a PRS rimfire match in like a year and a half. Uh, the one the one match that we had here, somewhat local to me, dried up. Uh, that individual got busy and is no longer hosting matches. 
so it is what it is. Sorry, the little pauses. I keep taking a drink. Um, so it, it's fine. Um, still, uh, still good. If I can shoot a PRS match on a Saturday and then shoot a rimfire match on a Sunday, I'll I'll definitely try and stick around to do that. As long as uh, my schedule and the wife's schedules permit it. Um, but all in all, it was it was fun. Um, not a bad, you know, way to spend a Saturday. Like we started. Um, by like 7:30, and we I was done shooting all nine stages by 10:30. We had one squad that was kind of slow, uh, slow pokes, and um, we waited around, ate lunch, did the awards, and I still was on the road by one o'clock. So, not bad at all. I mean, 10 stages, 40 shooters, uh, and I was done by 10:30. Um, I don't think we've ever had an Altus match run that fast. So congrats to Cool Acres, Cool Acres for figuring it out. Um, you guys, you guys nailed it. Super fun. Um, congrats to Chris Cape, who was uh, top dog for the day. He uh, there was 86. Got it written down here. 86 possible points after throwing out stage one. He scored a 68 or a 69. I scored a 61. So there was it was pretty tight there at the top. Um, it did not come down to the tiebreaker. But congrats, Chris, for slaying it and doing a good job. I was able to take top mill that day. So um, I was able to get some hardware for that. However, they didn't have the top mill hardware. So I took a picture with the top production and just put my hand over production. Um so it was all good. They said they'd mail it to me. Um, Want to thank Eric and Jill and Ben for putting these matches on. They do a great job. Uh, it's a lot of fun. And, yeah, that's what we got for the matches. So stay tuned for the interview with Brandon Hembry. All right, what's up, everybody? I'm here with Brandon Hembry, who is the match director for the – PRS matches at Cool Acres, sponsored by MPA, and he's going to talk to us a little bit about the match we had today, as well as what they're doing down here at Cool Acres as far as PRS matches. So basically, down here at Cool Acres, we're running, you know, regional one-day matches, you know, for the club series, and then regional one-day rimfire matches. Um, that being said, we're also hosting the MPA two-day matches. And we're able to cover, you know, usually around 130, 140 shooters, you know, on a day's match. So we usually have a train-up day, day before, prior to the match. Um, that way people can come in, check their data, make sure they're zeroed, all their stuff's good to go for the match. Um, Eric is the range owner. Eric Allred is the range owner here. And he's basically doing a little bit of load development training and, and things in that nature. Um, you know, when we can host a little bit of other training as well as far as, you know, PRS-style matches and, you know, any kind of PRS training that somebody wants to pursue, we can do that as well. Sweet. So how many PRS one-days do you have here a year? All right, so we we hold five two-days, I mean, uh, one-day sanctioned matches, and then we hold five Ramfire one-day sanctioned matches. Um not really any other matches besides the two-day Pro Series matches. So we have a, a spring and a fall shootout for the Pro Series two-day um, PRS matches. Okay, and this was the third match for 
the series. The series, the one-day regional series. This was the third match, and you have two more coming up. That's correct. So we'll have another one in August, and then our pretty much our club finale will be in September. Okay. And then what on a on an average day what what can they what can shooters expect to see in a typical course of fire here at Cool Acres? So a typical course of fire, we usually try to keep it around you know fifty fifty between modified prone and positional. Um, we don't really because we're so flat down here. Everything's pretty much a modified prone, not a full prone. So your modified prones are going to be off of bench tops, you know, out of helicopters that kind of things. So we've, we've got the ability to go out to, you know, 1,015 yards. Actually, we can go out to 1,246 yards. But um, due to the mirage and, and weather conditions down here for the match that we try to keep it, you know, pretty realistic to where not one stage is going to give anybody an advantage, you know, going from one stage from where they started at till you get hosed going into the, your last stage of the day and you're looking at something at 1,000 plus and then all of a sudden man you can't even see the target so it gets the mirage down here gets pretty bad um so we just try to keep it you know pretty straight i we've got usually around two long range stages and i keep them you know around stage five and a stage 10 and that way it keeps it pretty much even across the board from whenever you get to a long range stage so it's not weighted one way or the other um that being said i try to keep all my positional and modified prone kind of balanced out where you've got one for one and pretty much you know it's trying to do every other stage where you got a a positional and then a modified prone and positional modified prone that kind of sequence just to kind of give the the course of fire a more balanced feel to it to where you don't feel like you know you got hosed on whatever stage you started on for the day okay and what is the what would you say your average target range is out here Probably the average target range is going to be between, I would say, 550 and 600. Okay. That's probably our average. You know, we have some targets, you know, as close as 300 yards, and the furthest is 1,000 to 15 in the match. Okay. Um, only a couple only a couple shots past 800, really, for the most part. So everything else will be 800 and in. So I would say 98% of the match is literally 700 and in. Um, with that being said, the the meat and potatoes of the match is going between 400 and 600. Okay. What's your average round count for a one-day match? Average round count for one day is probably going to be between 90, 94 to 100 in that okay. neighborhood. So, generally, we're just running 10 stages. Most of all our stages are going to be 10 round counts except for a skill stage. And depending on the skill stage that we run, it'll dictate what on uh, – what actually the round count is. So I try to keep my round counts around 10. You know, most of our positional stuff will be, you know, either one or two positions or it'll be five position. Um, sometimes you'll have to dial in every position. Sometimes not. It'll be a big and small. So, I mean, there's there's all kinds of variables. This match was, was a little bit we, – we had a lot more new shooters coming, a lot of younger shooters, junior shooters show up. Yeah, juniors and, killed it today. Yeah, the juniors absolutely burned it down. So – we're still trying to continuously grow the sport, grow the shooters, you know, and, and let these guys get a lot of bang for their buck. And so we want everybody to keep coming back each and every week. We started at, you know, opening up the zero range at 630 this morning. Um, match brief was at 7, and I think our rounds were going off at 717, I believe the time was. So we were able to get everybody in and out. Um, the match ended at around – 
uh, for some of the guys, that like 11.55, I think, is when they were finished up for the whole entire squad. Then we had some stragglers dragging in, and they finally finished up around 12.20, I believe, is when the last rounds were going off. Um, scores were out by 12.35, I think. And then we had awards done by – it was like 12.55 or so, and we're done, and we're out to heat. And we're just trying to curve what we've got and what we're working with with – what mother nature throws at us down here and just, you know, just keep it a good all around, you know, atmosphere to where there's still plenty enough to learn, still plenty enough to, to chase. And it leaves some that left to be desired on every match. I'm still trying to walk away with a piece of hardware. I got beat again today and it, just one stage ate my lunch and that's, and that's what did me in, but that's why they call it shooting and not hitting. Um, what, what would you say to the to the newer shooter that hasn't shot either a PRS? First, we'll start with PRS match. So somebody that hasn't shot a PRS match sees this on the PRS website, registers at Cool Acres, and shows up. What do they need to bring? What do they need to expect? Like tempered expectations or like atmosphere? What what can they expect? For Man, it's it's a fairly laid back atmosphere and kind of more or less a family atmosphere because there's a lot of um, father, I guess father sons and father daughters coming down here to shoot, you know. So, I mean, there was probably six or seven junior. Well, I don't, I think there was like four or five juniors, at least four or five junior females, um, and then one or two males juniors. Um, with that being said, I mean, it's really a family atmosphere, and so we really want to continue that as far as the new shooter goes, wanting to you know, come to Cool Acres and, and shoot a match. Really, all you need is, is some kind of support bag and a bipod, and then your rifle and your gear have as good as data as you can possibly have. And if not, you can come down here the day before and get speeds, get zeroed, and and the sky's the limit on which way they want to go with it. But, you know, at the main the mainstay of, of us down here is trying to keep it fair to where we have new shooters can hit steel and, you know, they can learn – you know, after the clock and all that kind of stuff. So I think the PRS has kind of changed a couple rules up to where, you know, if it's a new shooter's first match, you know, they can get help on the clock, as, you know, just as long as you're not telling them every single shot, you know. Right. Um, it's just trying to grow the sport, you know. I mean, this it's come so far from when I started because you didn't get no help on the clock, you know, or it was a team's match and then there was, you know, a whole different scenario. But when the PRS started, man, nobody got any help. And, and now we've got clubs – you know, to where we have club matches, and, man, it, it's come so far. Like, I can't even fathom, you know, where to be in another 10 years from where it started, like, 10 years ago. So, um, man, still, you know, you get back and, and you kind of get blown away about how far the technology's come, the ballistic calculators, you know, everything. So make sure you just got good data, you know, as well as you can have on a, on a, your weapon system, at whatever you're running, um, and then come with an open mind and, and just, you know, come with, with an attitude to have fun and learn. What would you say to the, to the parent that wants to bring their kid out to like the 22 rimfire match? What, what do they need to think about anything different from PRS or, you know, we all have extra equipment and whatnot. Can they email the match director, get in contact with somebody that's got extra gear? Oh, hundred percent. So, I mean, man, we can, we can help anybody that wants to come. We can figure out a way to get them the gear to be able to come out, try it out. And uh, I mean, the biggest thing is, is 
all the weapons systems here we run around. We run with a cold weapon system, no mags in, no bolt. I mean, the bolts are in, but the mags are out, you know, always with a chamber flag pointed down range, you know, and everything's, you know, pointed in a safe direction when not in use. And then, then when it's time to get into, you know, it's time for the shooter to get their weapon and, and you know, they're on deck and they've got to shoot next, uh, the RO will instruct them to, you know, to load and make ready and, and that sort of stuff so that, you know, they can come in with just very little basic knowledge of, of as long as they have a, a basic knowledge of safety, you know, and firearms and that kind of stuff, they can, they can come to a one day match at, you know, I would say seven or eight years old. I mean, there we have, we had some ladies running around today that were probably in the eight or nine arena, age arena, you know, right. and they did, they burned it down. So don't, don't feel like you're have to have the latest and greatest, you know, weapon systems out there of any sort i mean you can come out here with a ruger 1022 and something that you could dial i mean it could be a cheap whatever kind of cheap optics you can put on it just something that you can dial back and forth you know and it can shoot okay and you can still come out here and have a a ton of fun and learn the basics of it is the main thing so i mean we're shooting probably out to i would say the long targets are 250 to 275 yards you know and shooting as close as probably 15 to 25 yards so and then it varies, you know, as far as the course of fire on the on the on the rim fire side of things. But man, it's super family oriented. There's a there's a ton ton of father and daughters and father and sons that come out and and share the range together. So I mean, it's again, it's still back to a family atmosphere. Awesome. Well, any last parting shots you want to give folks uh, about Cool Acres, about the, the one-day PRS regional series, the 22 stuff, or the two-day matches that you guys have? Man, just just give us a try. Come out and, you know, even if you don't come out to see us, come just, just go get your feet wet in it somewhere, you know. Just go check it out. Even if you don't go shoot it, go watch and, you know, ask questions, go online, you know, on the – prs website or go on to the prs you know facebook pages um that kind of stuff i mean there's a ton of info out there and biggest thing is is you know give it a whirl i mean technology's come so far and a learning curve is not near as vast as what it was seven or eight ten years ago even five years ago for that most part there's there's so many more people that know more about the sport now and are more willing to share their their information and knowledge and everything has grown so much. Like I would have never thought, you know, 10 years ago, we'd have been running at 22s out to 350 to 400 yards. And we do, but, um, you know, and man, the, the size of the targets that we used to shoot back seven or eight years ago are used to be a 50, 50% hit rate now or give me shots, you know? And so technology's come so far and it, that's kind of the heart of, of trying to keep a happy medium course of fire to where you can still, you know, challenge a seasoned veteran versus still have enough there for, for any new beginner that's, you know, just getting into the sport or just wanting to even try it. And so still having a little balance in there that, that you can entertain both with and, and offer them a solid day um, out on the range. But, man, it's just come give us a try and give somebody else a try, you know, if you can't make it out to Cool Lakers. Sweet. Well, I appreciate it. I appreciate your time. I appreciate you guys putting on these matches. I know we, they changed venues last year, and I'm really glad that I make the I make the drive out here. This is a really fun match, super family-oriented, really, really enjoy my time out here. So I want to say thank you. Thank you for putting on these matches. And until next time, folks, check us out. Later. Thanks, guy. 
All right, folks, I hope you guys enjoyed that small interview with Brandon Hembry. Brandon Hembry. One of these days I'm going to say his name right. But that's what we got for you guys today. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Give me some feedback. Let me know what you thought. Um, Really trying to grow this podcast and spread it out and share it with as many people as possible. I know there's a ton of podcasts that you can listen to and i know there's a ton of new shooting podcasts that you can listen to um i'm listening to the same ones um mythology of marksmanship um miles to matches the everyday sniper um modern day sniper all of them right so um all great information all great podcasts this one i'm not really trying to spit any hot fire or any truth because granted i'm not in a spot where I feel like I can provide a bunch of useful information to a bunch of shooters that already uh, know what they're doing and have been and been doing this longer than I have. Uh, Maybe my realm is in the helping new shooters get started, which, hey, uh, it is what it is. Maybe my realm is covering matches that I shoot. That way you can, uh, if you didn't uh, get to it or weren't able to attend, you can at least kind of hear some of the stages and think about it and Uh, live vicariously through my match life but with that said you can find me on all the major social media platforms we got facebook uh facebook.com forward slash guy demarco uh my personal instagram hot gd rod on instagram the the instagram page for the podcast at another gd podcast uh that's where you can find um information about this podcast uh if you could go to whatever major listening platform you find this podcast on give us a a like give us a rating one to five stars thumbs up um leave a comment that's how this information or this podcast grows and is shared and gets in the running for analytics and things like that so people know that it's being listened to and they will promote it more on searches and things like that also, just give me any general feedback you have. Uh, if the audio's shit, I'm recording this one in my bedroom on a a blue microphone versus my fancy headset travel travel setup. So let me know what you guys think. Give me any feedback you can. Until next guy, hmm. Until next time, guys. Keep your powder dry. See you at the range.